Five people ask us why we picked that song. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it. Um, doesn't the song go? Um, wait, now I've just totally drawn a blank. How does the song go? It says something like, "I've got you. There's no reason to chase and pavement on my own." Oh, got it. Uh, I don't know. It? It's been a hot minute since I've. Because there's a line in it that's like blatantly obvious why yeah. we would choose that. Uh, let me look it up. Yeah. Look it up. How's everybody doing while she's looking it up? Welcome to podcast number 20. It is Sunday when you are hearing this, if you get it the day it came out. And um, we hope everybody's doing super. We're doing great. Um, life is good. I'm going to start with some of the life is good update. Oh, yeah. Um, we are really getting the backyard in some shape for entertaining. Got a table and chairs set up. Got Austin lights hung up. We've got more grass put in, sod put in. Uh, we're going to be doing some more cleaning up, and we're going to throw a backyard bash coming up pretty soon. So if you want to be invited to that, um, say, hey, I heard you talking about this backyard bash on the podcast. I want to be there. 512-845-7986 is my phone number. Hit me with a text that says backyard bash, and you will be on the invite list. But the only people getting invited are the ones that text me. How about Ooh. that? Oh, I like that. So you have That's to have, you have to have listened or Mando will also put it out on her story on Instagram. So you have to participate in some way if you're getting invited to yeah. it. So anyway, BYB. How's it go? What's the line? Okay, so it's, oh, I've got you. There's no reason to chasing pavements on my own because you're here to stay every night and day. I delight because I've got you. You're here to stay. Yeah. Again? Every night and day. Every night and day. Yeah. That's why we chose it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. whenever you're picking music for a podcast, you have to pay the artist, the artist for it. And so for like these, we had probably five that we really, really wanted, but they are ridiculous to pay for the rights to use. So if somebody that. wants to pay for them for us, we would consider changing the songs, but. Yeah, or write a song specifically for our podcast. We're yeah. open to that, too. Open to that, too. But the line is... I've got you every night and day. Or, or uh, You're here to stay every yeah. night and day. And that just struck us. I couldn't remember it immediately, but now... Yeah. Anyway. That's so, thing. life is good. We're getting the backyard ready. Backyard bash. That's... Um, you need to text me. 512-845-7986. And just text backyard bash to my number. And you'll be put on the list. And yeah. that's what's happening. What, 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 what? Hopefully, like, what? March? Sometime in March, maybe? Yeah, it'll be sometime in March. Probably spring break. It's going to get too... Yeah, February gets really cold. Yeah. So, anyway, that's uh, that's what's good right now. Uh, we're... Got the backyard. It's really looking really nice. Um, oh, and uh, what else is good is me and Oliver built his Nerf gun walls. Oh, yeah, that's cool. This week. So I used a handsaw for the very first time. Is that what it's called? Handsaw? Yeah. Um, and we got them hung up and we got some like camo netting put over them. And 
got all of his guns put up and he's super excited about yeah. it. He's pumped about it. So yeah. life is good, man. Life is good. Even when it, even when it's uh, tough, it's good. Yeah. And nothing tough really going on right now. Life is good. Good. Right. So let's talk. That's the next segment. Let's talk conversation starter. Go mama. Go. What you got? Today? I don't know if you're ready for this. I drop it on me. When you get to heaven, what's one question you want to ask God? My goodness. I mean, I'm sure there will be more than one question, yeah. but... If you only had one right off the top of your uh, head, what would it be? Why miscarriages? What's the point behind that, sir? That's good. Not, now, listen, I don't challenge his sovereignty. He's God. He knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I assume the answer would be that when I created this earth in its perfect state in the Garden of Eden, there would have been none. But yeah. with the fall of man, there's imperfections, there's sin in the earth. And so when you live in a fallen earth, in a fallen world, bad things happen. Sometimes you good, innocent people. Yeah. And I would assume that he would take the time to explain to me just how evil sin is. Even so that decades and centuries and millennia later, it's still causing death. Yeah. I bet that's what he'd say. But I'm going to ask him. Yeah. I mean, either that or who killed Kennedy. Like, <laughs> he knows. <Whoa. laughs> like, <laughs> that was complete opposite. <laughs> you know, whatever. What, what's, what's yours? What would you ask? Um, my question would be, what was the reason for allowing so much struggle in our lives? Yeah. I feel like we've been in this uphill battle since what like maybe two years after we got married or a year yeah. after we've got married yeah it's just been like some of it's from our own decisions sure some of it is but like that would be my question was I, it necessary to not come to our rescue more often <laughs> i i can tell you this i don't know what he would tell you but i know what i'll tell you yeah i'm um, stronger and tougher and what would have broken me in 2006 or seven. Yeah. You can't even phase me with it right now. Yeah. Things that would have broke me in 06. Yeah. Today in 2021. Yeah. I throw rocks at you for that. Oh, it doesn't sure. even bother me. Sure. I would just, or I, maybe I would ask him if it, if I was going to heaven right now, because obviously I don't know what the next 40 50 years look like for us but it was could you not have given us just a year of good <laughs> just 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 one year 12 months of yeah. just nothing but good stuff i don't know that anybody has that i don't think so either yeah. why not yeah <laughs> that's and why I, i'm asking and i'll bet you we come back to sin in a fallen state yeah the same answer that mine is yeah I bet you anything we could ask that would pertain to why was this allowed, I would bet you this. I would bet you that he would say that's that's the consequences of living in a fallen world. Yeah. No. And, and I think you're right. I just. That'd yeah, be my you want to hear it from the man. Go. Yeah. You, you, you know you can ask him now. And that doesn't. And maybe I want to reiterate to people. I think questioning having questions for god doesn't mean that you have a lack of 
faith or you have a lack of honor for him. It's if you don't ever just kind of question God and go like, what are you doing? Or why aren't you coming through? Or are you listening? Are you real? Like if you don't have those questions from time to time, I feel like maybe you're just not an honest Christian. My encouragement would be to go ahead and ask him all those things now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the combo starter. Let's move yeah. on from Let's Talk. Story time. Um, we tell a little piece of our story now with every podcast because people, I think, like the tea, like all the juicy details. So today I'm going to tell the story about the time that I got fired from a major company, which I will name, and I will name the person who fired me, and I will name the reason I got fired, and the, the whole situation, I'm going to spill all of it right now. Spill the tea. So I think it was 2017. Three years ago? Almost four years ago. I think it was closer to four years ago. That's what I'm saying. I think it was 2017. Oh, okay. Oh, that, yeah, that would, that would be, been This year told. would be four years. Yeah. Um, actually, you don't even have to check. I know it was 2017. You're 100% sure? Okay. Yeah, because that's when we went to court. Oh. Mm. 2017. The reason we went to court, um, which you have heard in the previous podcast, is because the biological parents of Oliver and the biological mom and not really stepdad, because all he does is live in the house, they're not married, Yeah. of Wyatt, same people, um, let's call them Jamie and Saul. Jamie and Saul. Jamie and Saul got the bright idea to sue us for complete, not, 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 hey, we want more time. Yeah. Not, Which would have been smarter on their part. Yeah, not, I mean, they just wanted total termination of our parental rights to the kids after four years mm-hmm. of being the primary custodial parents of the kids taking care of them. You know? After the state of Texas awarded yeah. us custody. So we could talk so about all the foolishness uh, yeah. uh, aligned with that. And I mean, they just, they just attacked us in court. And someday when I have time, I'll tell a lot longer than it'll be written in our book, by the way. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> one of the things they did for those of you that go to freedom life church, they actually printed pictures of our church service and, um, and blasted us, uh, blasted our pastor, blasted our style of church, Yeah, called your church by name and called it names in court. And if anybody ever tries to lie about that, it's on a public, you know, accessible record. I could pull the record. Yeah. So if a thirsty heifer tried to lie, then I would uh, be able to call that lie out. There you go. <laughs> but it, needless to say, it was very stressful. And we came through and we came through just fine. But... In the middle of this, our family was stressed out. Um, I worked for what used to be Ryland Homes and then became Cal Atlantic Homes, which is now Lennar Homes. Um, And the upper management didn't like that. Um, Basically, in, in the business I'm in of building homes, oftentimes their whole world is tied to the survey. What did the customer think? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm about to say something, and if you take this as racist, then you're just a knucklehead. Okay. But some of the most difficult people that I've ever built homes for are of Indian persuasion from India. 
Yeah. It is a cultural issue, not a race mm -hmm. issue. In their culture, they are very hypercritical. They are bargainers. They get upset when they don't get the deal that they think they need to get. Yeah. And they're bargainers. And, and anyway, I am probably not the best person to be super hard-headed with and tell me, how, you know, you're going to run how I build the house. I butt heads with people like that. Okay. Because that's the house I'm building. I'm in charge of that. The long and the short of it was I had two what they referred to at that company as cultural buyers, meaning from India. Um, I knew they were going to be a disaster. Um, and there's this thing in our, in many businesses like this, like, well, take a vacation when it's a good time to take a vacation. Let me help you all with that. You take vacation when you want to. Yeah. I don't consider at all anymore, whether it's a good time at work, whether it's a good time for school schedule. And I'm going to throw one in that'll just absolutely open your eyes up. I don't care if it's really convenient for our church. It doesn't matter to me because ministry happens all the time, everywhere. There's always somebody in crisis. Work, when you build homes, there's always late homes. There's always stuff to catch up on, and school goes all the time, and I can't just take my vacation when school's off. So we do what we do, boo. Yeah. So It's never, a, if you just say, wait till it's a good time, it's never going to be a good right. time. You're always just going to have to say, I'm sorry, figure it out without me. Yeah, figure it out without me in, in all areas. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so in this case, it was a good time for school and for church. It was spring break. Yeah. And they had a seasoned person to cover my houses, but he decided not to. His name's Mike. He decided not to do a good job. He decided not to drive over and oversee these two closings. So I took this vacation. The boss came to me beforehand. His name was Sean. And he said, I don't think you need to go on this vacation because these things are not going to go well if you're not here. And I said, um, I put in for this vacation, what was it, six, eight months before that? Oh, yeah. We yeah, I planned, planned in it out months in advance. I mean, they had airline tickets. Yep. It was to, um, as I recall, Charleston. We, we went to both. We went to Charleston, Charleston and Savannah. Charleston and Savannah, yeah. East Coast. Yeah, Southeast yeah. Coast. And um, it was, the, the boss comes to me, I don't want you to do this. Um, I looked him right in his eye, and I said, mm -hmm. my plane tickets are bought. I gave you advance notice. You signed off on it. I suggest you get somebody qualified to cover for me over here because I'm I'm going. My yeah. family needs this break. We've been through hell. And he didn't like it. But what I want some of you to do is get the boldness that I'm putting out right now. Am I, am I storytelling? Am I, do I put on a front or is this who I am? No, it's 100% who you are. I think sometimes people think like, oh, he's just, that's a bunch of put on. No, mm -hmm. straight up. You don't like it as a boss? Okay. I was looking for a job when I found this one. Right. <laughs> So we go on it. I start getting emails that things are falling apart. And it's just because the guy didn't come over and cover. Right. A good boss would have covered it himself. And when I am in his position, and I will be, I will cover for my guy. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. So he comes to me afterwards and he's like, well, this fell apart. You got terrible surveys, yada, yada. And the people above me aren't happy about the surveys. So we're going to have to let you go. I said, you're firing me. 
And he said, well, you know, and you know, you were not putting, you know, that you did anything, you know, that you couldn't maybe one day be rehired for. He tried to, you know, church it up and soften it up. Sure. I said, you are firing me because the guy that you had covering for me is so incompetent that he couldn't finish closing the house after he's been building for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And you're firing me basically because you're throwing a tantrum that you said I shouldn't go on vacation. And I said, that's what I'm doing for my family. Yeah. And uh, he said, you can look at it however you want to look at it. And I said, um, something to this effect. I said, dude, if you think that I'm even remotely worried about what your opinion is of how I do what I do, then you're sadly mistaken. And, um, you know, he, he was like, he had like a bunch of questions about different houses. I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> um, I guess you can figure that out on your own. That's, that's really not my problem anymore. Right. And so I handed him the keys to the neighborhood. Um, he said, well, where's your laptop in the office? Go get it. It's your laptop. It's not mine. You just fired me. Yeah. That's company property. I don't have anything that belongs to you. And I turned around and I left. Now, am I glad that we did that? Yes, I am. Did it put me jobless? Nah, briefly. Not very long. <laughs> no. Was it even a week or was it? Like two weeks. Okay. At most. I mean, whatever. Went and got a, a, another job, yada, yada, so on and so forth. And I'm in a way better position now. I'm glad we went because um, the boys remember that trip. We have oh. beautiful pictures from that trip. Yeah, it was... It was what we needed at the time we needed it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And I don't regret it for a second. And But when we talk about how it's been a hard road, um, you know, right in the middle of coming through court and I'm in debt to a lawyer and, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm on pins and needles and everything. And I take a little vacation with my family that was approved and I come back and this jackass fires me. Yeah. That's what he is. He's a jackass. Yep. I forgive Sean. That's fine. As a matter of fact, funny story on top of story time. He reached out to me on LinkedIn because he became the VP of construction for another home builder. Oh. Which will remain nameless, or you guys will be able to kind of track who this guy is. And I really don't want you to know that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he reached out and said he had some spots open, but um, I was in, I'm in a good situation with my job, so. Yeah. Hey, man, you know what? I'll keep you in mind. Yeah. So it is what it is. That, that's part of the story. That's part of the pain. Um, but you know what? Maybe if you're, you're sitting there listening and you've been given an ultimatum by a boss or somebody, man, um, do what's right for your family if you did everything else right. right. Now, don't be one of these people that's like, that's like, um, well, I just take off when I want to take off. No, no, no. Six months in advance, I got off. It was approved. Yes. Somebody was supposed to cover for me, yada, yada. Do it the right way, but don't accept. I don't accept ultimatums from employers. Yeah, I don't accept ultimatums from and, anyone. And you know what? On the off chance that an employer is listening right now, here's what I would say to you if you employ people. Be better to them than you're being now. Yeah. Give them time off that you're not giving them now. People value time off almost as much as they value Yes. And salary and income. Well, be, people need it. Be good to your people. Yeah. Be good to your people. You never know what, what they're going through. And um, don't act like your business acumen is so important that, oh, well, business is business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're a person first. 
Yes. So anyway, that was that. So coming out of that kind of heavy little story there, how about a little LOL segment? LOL. Oh, man, I forgot. I wanted to do one of these, too. Well, let me drop mine. Okay, I'm going to look mine up while you So sometimes we do a funny story, but I didn't really have that funny of a story for right now. Um, so instead of a funny story, today I'm going to tell you a dad joke. And here you go. All right, let's hey, hear it. Hey, Mama. Hey, Daddy. What happens when you go to the bathroom in France? Your butt gets washed. European. <laughs> That's... Yeah. All right, Mom, you got one? You want to drop on us? Um, let me read over it real quick. Oh, my God. Well, I have to make sure it's not inappropriate. You should have came prepared with that. I think this one's okay. Ready? Why does the Norway Navy have barcodes on the side of their ships? I have no idea. So when they come back to port, they can Scandinavian. Wow. <laughs> Scandinavian. <Yeah. laughs> That's, um... Those are corny jokes. That's gangster. I good. like it. Okay, topic of the day. I want to get into this. I'm really anxious to get into it because, D -D. because it's good. So let's jump into the Todd. The topic of the day is five things that you probably need to unlearn or learn and change if you were raised in toxicity. If you were abused, if you were neglected, if you were raised by manipulative, um, it's spiteful parents that... Um, Manipulated. I mean, the same thing. Manipulated you, or yeah. controlled you with religion, or uh, any of these crazy things that many of you were raised with. Yeah. And sadly, some of you, I have heard you, my own ears, like glorify the way you were raised. Yeah. Um, you ought to rebuke some of the way you were raised. It didn't come from God. Right. But, <laughs> but here are five things that I have found. And this is not off the internet. This is just in my and Amanda's experience, what we think people need to unlearn, relearn, or understand. Yeah. That you probably would understand if you'd been raised in a normal raising in a parent home with people who loved you and didn't put adult burdens on you and didn't beat you or sexually assault you or whatever. Yeah. They weren't right? like alcoholics or drug addicts or, or right. just in general, poop people. Yeah. You know? Trying to be nice, or yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's a nice way of putting it. Poop people. Poop people. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say shiitake mushrooms, but instead you said poop. I'm trying to be positive, Polly. Remember? I'm glad. Thing number one to learn: direction and correction are not rejection. You should relax. Direction. And direction. And direction. Are not, not rejection. rejection. Relax. That's good. When people have been in a toxic environment, when they've been raised that way, a lot of times they uh, tend to believe that when someone gives them a little bit of direct directive or a little correction, that they are being rejected. And now this 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 parent or this leader hates me. Yeah, That's they not... feel like you're attacking every time you go to speak right to them right. about something that isn't. Rainbows and cupcakes and butterflies. Correct. Yeah. So you should learn that. That's not what that means. Yeah. Um, it is perfectly healthy and normal to be given direction and correction. Yes. Yeah, I would say don't be so defensive all the time. Yeah. Relax. Just chill. 
bro. It's all right. Which, when we get to number five on the list, um, number one will make a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. So we'll circle back to that. Number two, attention and love are not the same thing. 100%. A lot of times people raised in toxicity crave love. And they think they find love and attention. So then they will act out and do whatever they can do to get that attention because they want love. That attention is only temporary. And again, number five will make all this make sense. Yeah. I like it. So don't be an attention seeker. There is nothing more annoying than people acting out or doing something to get all eyes on them. But that, and maybe that's something we can talk about in a different episode, is that is, what is the word called when you're not sure of yourself? A lack of confidence yeah. in yourself yeah. when you need someone to you need reassure to you yeah. or to affirm who you are. That's you, what that is. Yeah. That is that person lacks confidence and they don't even know who they are and they need to figure that out. That's right. And number five will help them understand that. So number three, saying less unless you are asked to speak is much more attractive and effective in every situation. 100%. I'm, this... a, I'm a talker. Yeah. Yeah, you are. But here's the deal. I'm going to say something that's going to sound so incredibly arrogant. There's a funny story. Uh, Joni Parsley, Rod Parsley, Pastor Rod Parsley's wife, mm-hmm. tells about Pastor R.W. Shambach. He passed away in 2012. Yeah. He's one of my heroes in the faith. So go watch some R.W. Shambach videos. And he would wear like a yellow suit or a red striped suit or something. And some college student at their Bible college there tried to come in with a red suit on one time. And Rod Parsley told him, no, I want you to, you know, that that's very, you know, out there, this and that, whatever. They were trying to be a little more conservative. He said, you know, you should wear a more conservative suit. It doesn't really match who you are. <laughs> The kid threw a little bit of a fit and said, well, R.W. Shambach does that. And Joni Parsley said, that's because he's R.W. Shambach and you are not. Yes. And I was told one time by a very wise pastor, he said, there are people that are going to try to say things that you say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do things you do, Jason, but they're not going to be effective because they're just a bad copy of a good original. Yeah. I am the center of attention a lot of times. Right. I am talking more than a lot of people talk sometimes. I do post on social media more than a lot of people do. But you have to understand, and this is not meant to be arrogant, what you have to understand is, is that God has gifted me, called me, and blessed me to speak into people's lives on many levels, spiritual, domestic, financial, I mean, on a lot of different areas. And I'm not trying to be seen. I am just fine in a church setting to take a seat. Right. But I am asked to speak because the Bible says a very interesting thing. It says a man's gift makes room for him. Yes. What people will do sometimes, they'll say, well, look, Jason says these things and people love him and they flock to him. So I'm going to try to always say something funny too. 
Well, number one, you might not be funny. Right. You know, if you and... You might just be annoying. <laughs> you know, Steve Harvey can talk a lot. Yeah. Because he's wise and funny. Yeah. But there's other people who, if you tried to tell the same joke he told, your timing was off. You weren't smooth with it. Yeah. Here's what I'm trying to say. I know I talk a lot, but I don't need to talk a lot. Right. I'm not doing it for affirmation. Right. There's a difference in somebody who needs to be seen and somebody who actually is asked to speak. Yeah. Well, and you know, too, when it's appropriate to be quiet and just sit back and listen. This is something that we uh, are trying to teach Oliver right now because here, like the past couple of weeks, he has just been so stinking talkative. And, and we know why it is. It's not like, oh, we don't know why. We have greatly limited his time on um, electronics. And we're kind of making him use his brain and use his mind. And you said something the other day to him. And it's it stuck with me. And I'm like, yes, I wish people, more people would learn this. And you told him, don't talk just to be talking that right that statement in itself it's just kind of like boom are you just talking to be talking or is there a reason behind while you why you are speaking are you just babbling off right at the top of your head because it i mean you only get right. so many words people god's only gonna give you so and many people, breaths to speak those words so people that were be intentional sorry to interrupt yeah you're right though be intentional People that were raised in toxic environments talk too much because they feel like they have to say something to explain themselves or they're not getting enough attention. Just be quiet. Be quiet. Yes. When spoken to, be yeah. quiet. And don't explain everything. Right. It's not necessary. Yeah. All right. Ne next point. Conspiracies and actual true victims are very rare. When you're raised in a toxic environment, um, toxic parents always think somebody's out to get them. The reason for my failure is everybody's against me. Um, you know, like in, in our situation, right? Yes. The biological parents, listen to this. This, this is funny. Okay. <laughs> they hurt children. Yeah. This time, which they've hurt children many times before. Sure. This time they made the kids fist fight each other with their hands behind their back and they sent a six-year-old to school with a massive fist bruise on his face. Yep. And <laughs> somehow, and that somehow it's our fault. Not, no, no, it's worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> the school, the police, CPS, their ex-spouses, yeah. us who are taking care of the children, the church, the pastor. Um, half oh, of your family. No, way more than half. Yeah. 80% of your family, including a sister and a brother. Yeah. They must all just be against me because they don't like our relationship. Yeah. Well, in this case, the man, Saul, did a good job of sewing into the mind of Jamie yeah. that it's them against the world. Yeah. Because he's a manipulator. He's a yeah. sack of crap is what he is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being, in that toxic place, they think everybody's out to get them. Right. In our house, if somebody does or says something rude or ugly to us, we're like, eh, I mean, 
I guess they're just being a jerk. Yeah. I don't think they're a part of some vast conspiracy to take our family down. Right. I mean, they're not that dumb, yeah. are you? They're either like, they're having a bad day or they don't want to be friends. So, okay, bye. And victims, <laughs> real victims are very rare. They are. Yeah. You're usually not a victim, my friend. You're usually just lazy, uninspired, unmotivated, unlearned, uneducated, un all of this stuff. It's usually you, dude. It's usually you. There was a time that I sold cars at a place called Drive Time. Not a great time in my life. But there was a, a manager named Rick. And then there was a guy named Ryan. Ryan was a salesperson. And he said the reason he couldn't be successful here, this dealership sucks. Y'all don't market enough. Y'all don't do this. Y'all don't do that. And one day, Rick has enough of it. And he got clearance from the next guy up, Albert. And he said, hey, Ryan, it's not the dealership. It's you. And he said, you're fired. Yeah. And in most cases, my friends, it's not the government that's holding you back. It's not your boss that's holding you back, usually. Yeah. It's not your family member, usually. Usually in some way. It is you being uninspired and lazy. You know, you are the reason that you're in debt. 100%. You are the reason mm -hmm. that you didn't go and get that degree that you thought you should have went and got. Nobody whooped you with a cane, tied you with a chain, and made you not go get an education. Right. Well, I wish I had money like him rich kids have. You do. The United States government would have given you a grant. They to still get do it. Yeah. They still do it. Yeah. All, all, most people that come out of a toxic environment are one big excuse factory. And it's hard to look at somebody who needs to hear love and have to be tough and say, you're an excuse maker. Yes. But I will do it and I will keep doing it because anybody that I take the time to invest in, if they're determined to be an excuse maker, my investment will begin to decrease. Yes. Well, and two, isn't that true love? Would you let them just keep failing and making an excuse after excuse after excuse if you really love them? Mm -hmm. Or would you tell them, hey, snap out of it and let's be real? I'd say this. Yeah. When I left LGI Homes, um, I had a sour attitude about it. Yeah. And I kept telling this story about how it was all their fault. And they had done some things that were wrong. Sure. One day, my buddy Paul Voisinet, you'll see him on my Facebook sometimes. He told me, hey, man, you know, it's a, it's a shot in the dark and it's a risk to tell you this, but I feel like you're a person who can handle this. This story about how LGI did everything wrong, you haven't been trying for months. A lot of that's on you, dude. You need to stop acting like they're the problem and fix your stuff. Yeah. Told me that. Yeah. Just back in 2014. Yeah. Straight up. And instead of getting mad, I took it to heart. Yeah. I started to say something different. I started to change my words. You know, I started to say LGI taught me how to build. LGI taught me I could do anything. And I stopped telling the story, but I had to be called out on it. Yeah. I appreciate Paul for that. Absolutely. Good guy. Absolutely. Number five. That's the big kahuna. Real love is unconditional. Mm 
Oh, doesn't that make um, direction and correction or not rejection make sense now? Yeah. Doesn't that make that um, attention and love are not the same things make sense now? Real love is uncon unconditional. We have a life unconventional, but love unconditional. That's part of the saying of our family. Yeah. Love doesn't come with stipulations. No. And in a toxic family, it does. Yes. If you don't toe the line of the family, you're ostracized. Yes. And you are made to feel like you are unworthy and unloved. And so, therefore, you put up walls and defense mechanisms and you start to doubt yourself. You start to doubt who you are. And all of that spirals into you being a victim adult who is going nowhere. Seeking really attention. Really fast. You're seeking attention. And can't take correct. Therefore, you probably have a low number of... Of friends because people don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. And it just, it spirals into this really sad life. So realize <laughs> it, look in the mirror, kind of take a self-examination and say, am I doing, do I have any of these traits of my raising? And if so, make a conscious decision to change or to fix it. That's the cool thing about being an adult is if you don't like something about yourself, you can change it. You don't have to speak the way that you're speaking. You don't have to live the way that you were raised to live. Right. You don't have to raise your family like that. You have to treat your spouse like your parents treated each other. Let me tell you, um, not everybody who says they love you really loves you. No, there is a lot of love thrown around that's conditional. Families do this all the time. But you want a you want a huge wake up call, so do churches. Yes. So do pastors. Yes. So do church leaders, mentors. I'm only going to be close to you or love you if you do everything that pleases me. Yes. That's conditional love. I don't need it. Keep the chain, homie. Let me say that again, because I don't think you got that. We're going to put that on a shirt. That's conditional. I don't need it. Keep the change on that, homie. I don't need it. I'm not meeting a list of stipulations. Look, the reason that me and Robert Jones or Brennan Pitts or Brent Hunt, or these guys are still very, very close. The reason. Because there's absolutely no stipulations. Yeah. It, it's and we have an understanding. Um, these guys don't unless it's necessary. Call me and say it's time. Yeah, I need you right now. Yeah, you're not asking why. You're no, just don't ask why. Where I don't ask why. Yeah, I got a phone call from one of my dearest friends. I'll keep them nameless. About four years ago, we were in the middle of court. It was a Sunday morning. And it was time for church. And I had a role in the church service. People are counting on me. And a friend of mine said, um, I'm tired of living life. And I just wanted to say bye to you. And I said, well, you just hold on just a cotton picking second. 
Yeah. <laughs> I said, if you're going to tell me by, you're going to tell me by in person. Yeah. Whatever. So I left and I drove there <clears throat> and I kept a bullet and I still have it in this box right yeah. here. I kept it, the one that they intended to put in their own head. Yeah. Because we talked them out of it <clears throat> and they're greatly in a much better place today. Okay. <laughs> Look, I could have said that's too dramatic. I don't have time for that in my life, but no, 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 no. See, we love each other. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, think about this in families, right? Well, I love you, but only if you date the person I want you to date. Yeah. As a child, right? Oh, yeah. I love you, but I only love you if you choose the college I you know. Then I'm going to give you the cold shoulder and I'm going to act like you've disappointed me okay. because you didn't choose what I wanted you to choose. You're only loved if you take over the family business or... You're only loved when you listen. Or, There's like this yeah. concept of if you want to be in the good graces of the person, then you have to do what pleases or what they think you should do. Yes. And I am very, very much not a rebellious person. Yeah. In my life, um, I have found that rebellion, the Bible says, is like witchcraft. Yeah. But there is one area I am extremely rebellious in. I will rebel every time that someone puts their expectations on my shoulder. Yeah. And I, I don't I need, like it. I need to come up with a quote for this because I feel like probably in the last six months, and it's not that I've ever done anything for anyone's approval, but I feel like my life motto has completely changed just in the last... I don't know, six months to a year. And it's, I'm going to do me, but I'm going to see people that are unseen. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm not going to be completely selfish, but I'm going to be selfish enough to do exactly what I feel like God has called me to do. Not what makes me happy. Because Lord knows laundry does not make me happy. <laughs> but I'm going to do me. But I'm also not going to be so selfish to not see other people. I need to come yeah. up with like a really cool quote for that. You, you, and you, it's like this unselfishly selfish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want to intentionally see certain people. And that's kind of what I ask God for is... Um, I was talking about this the other night when we were with some people. I, my best prayers that I have are like in the shower. And before I go get in the shower, I'll just kind of be like, God, who do I need to pray for? You know, or who do I need to encourage? And I'll just pick like one, just one individual and pray for them. And then maybe like send them a text and tell them I'm thinking about them or something like that. But instead of having like this big, long list of people that I'm trying to seek out friendships with. I think it's more about cultivating good, sturdy, hearty friendships. But then 100% of the time that I'm not on that, I am doing everything that I feel like God has called me to do, no matter what anybody thinks about it. Like, well, here's the thing care, when it like, comes to conditional love. Um, 
I've never had love cut me a check. Yeah. So to be <laughs> frank with you, that's why I say you can keep the change on unconditional love. I mean, conditional love. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't need it. I yeah. just, I just simply don't need it. No. Um, even so much people say, well, I bet you there is conditions on your love, Jason. What if a man cheated on you? That doesn't mean I stop loving her. Right. That just means that some poor sap is going to get beat within a half inch of his life. Yeah. And we're going to go into couples therapy for forever. Yeah. And I might not even work it out, but that didn't mean I stopped loving her. That doesn't mean that, that you know, well, what if your son went out and got on a heroin? You think I'm going to quit loving him? Right. I chase that fool around the streets and I pistol whip every single drug dealer he goes to. Yeah. Now you don't understand love. I don't think some of you No. like there is no condition yeah. on my love. Oliver could grow up, become a big man and punch his mother square in the jaw, which he would never do. He, he could punch Amanda square in the jaw. I'm going to beat him. Yeah. If he's a grown man, Yeah. I'm going to beat him, but I'm still going to love him. Right. So you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm saying. God shows us the pattern of, un of unconditional love. Now, salvation is conditional on the fact that you have faith in Christ. Yes. But his love, the very crux of the gospel is for God so loved the world. One of the attributes of love found in 1 Corinthians, the love chapter, is he says this, love keeps no record of wrongdoing. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Love keeps no record of wrongdoing. So so love doesn't come in and say, well, I tried, but you didn't blah, 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 and you blah, 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 this and that, and so blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. You just recited to me all the stuff that I did wrong, but see, the Bible says that love doesn't keep record of wrongdoing. Yeah. And the whole gospel is built upon the precept of this. Is if I have if I have repented before God for what I've done, the Bible says it's put in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again. So if you keep a record of everything that I did wrong, you're actually going fishing in a sea called forgetfulness. Which is what the devil tries to do. I mean, Randy Travis tried to tell y'all. I'm digging up bones. <laughs> no, none of that. So so what I'm saying is, if you can, if you manipulation, toxicity in a family environment of any kind, or in a friend environment, or in a church environment, don't be persuaded by manipulation, especially if people try to use the influence of their. Um, like I, I just see it going like this: like you know, somebody convinces you that they're a god called apostle or something or a prophet, yeah. right? And and you know, you have a disagreement with them or whatever. And they say, because you aren't doing what they want, you're all of a sudden now you're not doing what God wants. Yeah. Um, there is one mediator between God and man scripture says, and that's the man, Jesus Christ. Yes. And so I believe I'll check that out with him. Thank you. Yes. But um, the point being, if you're raised in any type of manipulative situation, you're in a manipulative job, manipulative church, whatever you need to know this, that true love is uncon. It's unconditional. Um, well, I don't know what that thing on the wall in the living room says exactly, but it says something. We have a sign on the wall that says being a family means that for the rest of your life, you have somebody who will always love you. Something like that. I'll go, I'll go, 
I'm gonna go look at it right now because I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I read it all the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, we have a lot of quotes. Go look at it real quick, and I'm just gonna talk for another second. If you say that we're family, if 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 I say that you're family, if I call you family, you're in. You're in, my brother, my sister, my son, my daughter. You're in. And I love you. And I'm not putting a bunch of stipulations on the love. Conditional love isn't even love. Conditional love leads to all of the bad, toxic traits that people carry with them known as baggage. What does the quote say, Mom, on, oh. on our wall? It hangs on our wall. Read that. Yeah. Being a family means you will love and be loved for the rest of your life, no matter what. No matter what. So here's what we're going to do. When we start our merch, write this down. We are going to make some merch that says no matter what. You want a, me to write it down right now? Yeah, you. With a period on the end. No matter what. That's going to be part of our merch. That's going to be on a shirt, right? Right? Un unconventional family. No matter, no matter what. what. No matter what, bro. No matter what. You 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 could you could go what? Why are you looking at me crazy? Is matter M A T T M A T T E R matter. No matter what. Okay, because I just was? spelled it and I was like, that looks like mater. <laughs> <laughs> two T's, baby. Two two T's. <laughs> no matter. <laughs> no matter what i want a mitre okay okay well what if your son gets strung out on drugs no matter what what if they uh choose to go be transgendered no matter what what if they marry somebody that you don't approve of no matter what what if they cheat on their spouse no matter what no matter what yes and then what you said this is a whole nother subject i'm just going to Put my two sits in, and then we can move along so that we yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we are wrap long it up winding. Here. Winded, winding. <laughs> um, you said, what if they become transgender? Loving someone and accepting right. what they do are right. two totally different yeah, like, things. Like, let's say that all of a sudden, Wyatt was like, I want to be Winona, right? Like, and he just goes through with it because he's 18, whatever. I tell him, ain't nobody calling you Winona, homeboy. No. You always gonna be Wyatt. And Winona better not show up at my dinner table. It better be Wyatt that shows up. Oh, at I my snatch a table. wig straight off somebody's head. That don't mean yeah. I, that I don't love you. Yeah. I snatch a weave straight up yeah. off of a Winona. <laughs> not not Winona Judd. Not Winona Judd though. Because <laughs> she be rocking with the rhythm of the blues and Grandpa. Yeah. Tell me about the good old. Well, days. and I've had someone ask me like before, what if one of the boys. You know, said I'm I'm gonna be homosexual. Would you still love them? And I said, Oh, absolutely. And I said, So you'd let like them and their boyfriend come to your house? Mm, oh, miss, miss me? No, <laughs> no, nope. no, 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 son. You are more than welcome in my home. Of course you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Your little man friend, nah, better not put a pinky toe on. My property. No approval whatsoever. Not or he will it. immediately become transgender. Absolutely. I'll be ah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Nice poop. Remember poop? Oh, yeah. I will tell him you are poop. Come on, let's move on. We got to go. <laughs> Quotes of the day. Here is mine. Spend your time on those that love you unconditionally. Did Don't... you find that or make that up? Yeah, I found it. 
you're speaking right in the middle of the quote. Oh, I thought it was done. I'm sorry. Start. No. Rewind. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> Spend your time on those that love you unconditionally. Don't waste your time on those that only love you where the when the conditions are right for them. Man, that's good. I'll say it again. Spend your time on those that love you unconditionally. Don't waste your time on those that only love you when the conditions are right for them. When it's convenient for them, then we're close. Not doing it. What's your quote, Mama? That's good. Mine is four words, but it, they are powerful. Drop so it. Own your own story. Yeah, there's a contraction in there. Yeah, contraction, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, so that's technically you are. No, it's not own you are own story. Own your own story. Oh, yeah, yeah, your, my bad. Boy, I'm actually <laughs> really good with grammar. And English, and I just got schooled on live radio. <laughs> so own who you are and yeah. your story and don't try to change it. To fit a narrative. Own your own story. Own your own story. I like it. Allie Edwards. What you got? We're going to close right here. Well, almost. we got to celebrate you. But what you got? Want, you can listen to one song for 48 hours straight. You cannot listen to any other song. What song is it, Mama? Hell of a View by Eric Church. Whoa. Boom. Whoa. Mic drop. Turning off the recording. I like that song. I right love now, Eric Church. Right now, I could listen to that song on repeat for 48 hours. I'm in a struggle. I have a, a country one and a Christian one. Okay. We'll get both of them. Okay. So my Christian one is Rattle by Elevation. Yes. I can probably listen to that like all the time. Yeah. Okay. My country one is Rockin' Years by Dolly Parton and Ricky Van Shelton. Rockin' chairs, rockin' babies. Is Van Shelton related to him in any way? Uh, we'll have to look into that. But anyway, it's time to celebrate you. Celebrate you! Today, today on the Unconventional Podcast, number 20, we are celebrating somebody who loves unconditionally and somebody who um, encouraged and helped both Amanda and I find our way back to Jesus. And she loves Tupac. Biggie yeah. Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> um, this person is the biological aunt to our sons. Yes. And yet has stood with us every step of the way, even though um, there's no other way to say it. Her, yeah. her sister is the biological mother of the kids. Yeah. But yet she has stood by us faithfully while still loving her sister. Um, being able to discern right from wrong, yeah. even though you're related to someone, yeah. is strength. Yeah. It's strength. And um, this person has um, one of the greatest gifts on their life that I like to call the bounce back. Yeah. She's like a weeble wobble, she'll fall but not fall down. Weeble yeah. and wobble but not fall down. Yeah. Not stay down. And um, she is a mother to a very cool kid. Man, I, I texted her the other day and was like, I just need to hear his laugh. Yeah. His laugh is, <laughs> it, yeah. it is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And she's an unconventional mother. Yes. Because she is a single mother. Yes. And um, 
Diana Marie Ingram, we love you. Um, cousin, Amanda's biological cousin, my love cousin, I guess we'll call it. Love cousin. <laughs> in in uh, cousin in love is what I like to say, not in law. Yeah. Love cousin sounds a little weird. It ain't nothing like that now. It sounds like you need to be from Arkansas. Yeah, now we're not going there. We're not going there, but we love you. We love Jordan. Love you and your family, and we appreciate so you so much and celebrate you. And um, she is the she is the real OG. Oh yeah, the real yeah. unconventional family. And OG. she understands she understands um, unconditional love. Absolutely, I know that. I know that. 100%. So we love you. That's it, Mama. That's it. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Say bye. Oh man, look, we're coming in right under an hour. Well, let's come in under that hour. Six more sleep. See ya. No, no, four more sleeps. Wait. Four sleeps. But we always like talk it out at the end. We can't. We got it. You know why? What? Here's the deal. We got a new podcast coming out. Oh, <gasps> boom. That's what we forgot to and mention. That's what we got to mention. On Mondays, it will either be Marriage Monday or Motivation Monday. Mama, say what you want. I'm out. That's it. Yeah. And they're going to be super short. You're not going to have to listen to us talk for an uber long time. I'm out. They're going to be. Out. Okay. They're going to be like 15, 20 minutes long. <laughs> but yes. Listen every Monday, and we're out. We're getting out of here, and we are going to go record that right now. Or sleep. Chasing payment on my own, because you're here to stay every night.